I trained my person how to do it, right? So she did coaching with me and then we were together in the ads manager setting up campaigns together, you know, working with our clients. And so she learned how I do things. What's my approach to adjusting budgets and all the little, you know, details that we need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And so then she took on the documentation side. So that I didn't have to, because I knew it would take me forever. That's not my strong suit to make sure that I'm documenting things, but she's super detailed like that. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Creatorpreneur Show. And today I have Monica with us. Monica Louie, what's up? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you, Siggy. Excited to have you back on the show. This was like, I think you were like one of the first episodes on the show, right? Um, like number seven so. or episode five. Episode five, show. that's an honor. Yes, episode five of the show. That's awesome. And I think that episode six was Pat. Or something like that. So it's kind of like uh, just amazing lineup there at the beginning. So thank you for for coming on early in the show and supporting and like giving us your like. I remember it was like a full on value based conversation about like Facebook ads. And um, today we're here to kind of like talk more to get to catch up and to talk about um, to talk about the strategies of building an agency and a business and also the things that accompany it. So. For me, just to kind of like put, it, put this in, all into context, the reason I really wanted to chat with you, not just to have a, an excuse to um, catch up because obviously we, we were kind of like, you know, wanting to catch up for a long time because we haven't seen each other for a long time, but um, also kind of like to talk to you about like how you build your agency and because right now what I'm doing is building the agency model of my business because I already kind of like hit it. Like I had a studio operation. I have clients also on the, on the design side, but recently it became like more and more clients and I'm like, shit, now I have to kind of like hire and start like, you know, making, taking it to the next level and deciding if I wanted to take it to the next level and um, already decided I am going to take it to the next level and build this agency model. But I am definitely not sure what's the best way to do so. So would love to have your kind of input on that. Like, um, like first of all, how about a, a status of your agency right now? How many people are you guys like in the, on the team and what's, what's the positions look like? Yeah. So for my overall business, I have nine people total on nice. the agency side of my business. So I also, I have a podcast and I have an online course and I do coaching and speaking and consulting. So I've got that all going on nice. in addition to the agency um, for the ads team. So we do Facebook and Instagram ads. And um, when it makes sense, we also do promoted pins. That's a service that we added on. I think mm -hmm. early last year, we added that, that on um, nice. to just some clients where it made sense. So, um, so on that side, let's see, we have I guess seven. So we have two people that are just on the admin side. That's what we mm -hmm. call that side of the business where we kind of keep everything running and the podcasts and, and all of that going. Um, and so seven, including me on the ads team. Seven, including you and the ads team. That's crazy. That's a lot of people, man. And do you, um, do you have like, are they full-time? Are they part-time? Are they remote? Like, I guess all of them are remote, right? Like you're working from home. 
Yeah, we have a completely virtual team. And so I've got people all the way from the UK to nice. a couple people in California, New York. I mean, like everywhere <laughs> across wow. the US and then nice. um, even overseas. And so everybody's completely virtual um, and they everybody is on their own schedule. So everybody else aside from me is part-time and that varies based on their availability because everybody mm -hmm. else has something else going on, whether it's their own blog that they're growing or a couple people have a full-time job um, where they're working for me on the side. And um, so everybody else has their other things. We even have like an author on the team. So she's, when she's not working on my team, she's busy writing her books. So that's super huh. exciting. Nice. And so everybody has a lot of, you know, um, other projects that they've got going on. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's part-time and they work varying hours from um, just a few hours a month for my tech guy on the admin side um, up to 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And and in terms of like, I guess it's pretty different when you have like ads management to doing what I'm doing, which is kind of like full-on design services. Um, but right now, do you have any like employees that are employees of the company like with a salary and you know benefits and all that yeah no everybody's an independent contractor Got it. um mm -hmm. but that is something that i'm thinking about as we continue to grow and scale up to the next level is yeah. you know does it doesn't make sense to have a couple full-time employees you know like right. w2 employees that i'm paying on salary um so that's something that we're considering and might make that transition this year but if not this year then maybe next year probably for sure yeah because something like I'm right now just like saying full on, I, I got advice here from one of the mentors that's probably going to be in a way a partner in the agency to recruit full-time employees in order for me to build this as a business. Um, the thing is, I'm still kind of like not sure because I've never had employees of my own kind of, you know, like, um, and so my wife is like working with me. She's a designer. She's working in the studio. And obviously that makes sense. So she has a salary and she's an employee. But like, you know, I, ne I don't have like other people that are real employees, you know, that with benefits and all um, um, that scares the shit out of me. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, you know, it just I guess it's what scares you the most is also a, a good direction to go to because that means you're getting serious about things. Um, and so... Like you started from the agency, right? Before you like you you started from the agency side and then you kinda like built your brand on top of the agency while you were running the agency or Yeah, no, it was the other way around. So I started with just private coaching, um, the people in my network started reaching out to me for help with their Facebook ads. And yeah. once yeah. So I started with that where I was teaching people, like we would meet on zoom like this, share screens and, and I would teach them how to create campaigns and we worked together mm -hmm. on the strategy and brainstorming the ads and all of that. Um, and then as demand for my private coaching services grew, then I created the course. And so I knew with the course and I could help more people, um, at a lower price point, you know, and yeah. they could still get my feedback, but not in that same one-on-one -on -one setting. Mm -hmm. And so, but then at the same time that I launched my course, so this was back, um, I started this business at the, really the end beginning 
end of 2016, beginning of 2017. And so September, I launched my course. And that same month, September 2017, is when a couple of people reached out to me and they wanted to work with me, but they wanted me to manage their ads. They didn't want to learn it themselves and be the ones to actually implement it. And when I, I mean, they were both seven figure business owners. So when I looked at their businesses, I'm like, yes, that makes sense for you to outsource this. This is not yeah. something you need to be in the weeds doing. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I really want to work with these people. And so I need to figure out a way where I can do it and like kind of manage all the balls and all of my commitments and not let anything slide. So that's when right. I started to slowly hire and to build our processes for how we could um, effectively manage ads for other people. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds, that really makes sense. I mean, also in your case, doing the coaching, it's, you know, because most people think they can do ads themselves and then they do ads themselves. Whereas like, I'm kind of like, I'm always comparing it to design where design's kind of like, oh, I'll outsource that to a designer. Kind of always like the outsource is more, so people, when they come to me, they already are like, hey, take it like as a done for you format and never kind of like, hey, can you coach me how to do this? Because like, that's not the, the kind of thing about, you know, Facebook ads was at the beginning kind of like, a, oh, can you teach me how to do the strategies in Facebook ads and stuff? You know, so people, most people, including myself was thinking like, we can do it ourselves. Whereas, you know, later on, it came to a realization where oh, that's a lot and that's a full, um, you know, profession. Somebody else should do that. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that, that's awesome. And so how did you grow the team? How did you get into saying like every position that you had, you're like, okay, I need another somebody here. I need another somebody there. And how, how did that come along? So when I started this business, so early 2017, I hired a VA. I just knew that I needed somebody to kind of help me manage um, and keep track of like, you know, invoicing and just like admin type stuff yeah. to, so that I could focus my time on actually meeting with my clients and working with my clients. Right. And then as things started to change and I decided that I was going to create the course, um, Actually, um, before I decided that I was going to create the course, actually, um, somebody in my network that I had admired online and I'd met her in person at a conference, um, she said that she was thinking about going back to doing VA services. And so I knew she had been in the online world, really successful blogger for a long time. And I just knew she was just amazing. And so I reached out to her and on Facebook and I said, you know, if you do think that you want to, you know, add VA services. I would love to work with you, you know, see if we're a good fit to work together. And, uh, and so it's funny. So we connected and in the interview kind of where we were chatting about what that might look like, I was like, well, I don't know if I have enough work to give you at this point, but I know that, you know, if, if I can take advantage of the opportunity of work with the, of working yeah. with you, I'd love to. And so, um, anyway, so I ended up bringing her on and then right after that is when I decided that I was going to create the course. So she was instrumental nice. right away in helping me create the course and put it all together and then yeah. do the big launch. And so right from the start, it was like, go, go, go. So, and then from there, actually somebody else in my network who, um, she was actually a former client and she had worked with many of my clients as a mm -hmm. virtual assistant. And she was really great with social media. She caught on really quickly with the ads coaching that I was doing with her earlier in the year in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, I realized that she was just great. And, I, and so I reached out to her and I was like, well, do you, would you want to help me with my social media? And, um, 
And so she said yes. And she actually had openings at that point because she was very, very sought after VA. Yeah, um, nice. And so she actually had an opening. So like the timing was right. She ended up coming on and she, I think she started off with like a few admin type tasks, but yeah. then very quickly at the same time is when um, I had those clients reach out to me wanting to manage ads. And so she helped me start to develop processes and figure out, you know, how we could successfully manage these ads together without me having to do all of it. And so she was the one that I was working with very closely on developing our processes for ads management. And so we did that through the end of 2017. And then beginning of 2018 is when we really decided, okay, we've got our processes down. We think that we can do this um, for more people. We can open this up as an actual offering um, rather than just something that occurs organically. And so in March, of 2018, we started hiring again, looking for more people to come onto the ads team to help us manage even more clients. And then from there, it's just been always a matter of like supply and demand. Do we have enough people to manage the clients that are coming on board? If we feel like we're getting stretched and people are kind of feeling like, okay, I'm getting at capacity, that's when we start to look at hiring for the next round. And in terms of like going back to that person that you hooked up with, like to help you build like the for a couple of things to recap on what you said. First of all, hiring a VA first, not a person to help you run ads. I guess it's not what most people do. Um, so, I mean, I have, I'm, I've done that myself as well. Like I have a person helping with my invoices and accountings and I have someone helping me with my cash flow. And only then like I brought in like, you know, designers to help me with the design. So I've, I made that kind of like decision already myself as well, which is good. Um, and then the person you teamed up with, it sounds kind of like your, uh, for, like your agency manager, right? So in order for you to be the CEO, you bring someone under yourself to, to be the, the agency manager so she can help you build the processes and then manage the different workers that you guys will have. But what is her interest in doing that? Because right, like full on, I have someone amazing that I wanted to bring as a studio manager right from the get-go. But he's, you know, obviously busy as well. And he like to bring him in, you need a bigger salary and a bigger take. And I can bring in him, bring, bring him in part time. Um, the only thing is like, what did she expect out of it? Like percentage in the business or just like, you know, to work with you? What, what was her benefit in actually helping you doing all the process and saying, hey, you know what? Like, I'll do that for you. Yeah, I mean, so I just paid her at an hourly rate. And, um, it was just, you know, I ended up think she worked, um, up to about 20 hours a week. So I was one of her biggest clients for, you know, her VA services. And as this grew and as it morphed, um, then her pay grew as well as her responsibilities grew, you know, she started off with admin work and social media. And then as we gave her more responsibility then her pay increased as well. And same thing for my project manager, the, the first hire that helped me build the course. Got it. So, um, and, and you went also not for the Philippines, like in like, you know, Upwork and stuff like that. You went in-house in the U.S. What made you take that decision and go in-house? Yeah. So this is actually my second online business. My first online business was my personal finance blog right. um, about my family and I getting out of debt. And with yeah. that, I had a YouTube channel and I was producing you know, almost weekly videos on my YouTube channel. And so I did hire people from the Philippines 
to help me with editing the videos and publishing and admin type work and publishing the blog posts and social media. And um, I actually, I ended up going through a lot of them because I, what I found, at least the people that I hired, they were not very reliable where, I mean, I had one person that she agreed to the pay and then she barely produced anything. Yeah. And when she got going and I would reach out to her, like, what's going on? And same thing with an, with a video editor. Um, he was really talented and we agreed to the pay of what I would pay him for each video. And then he like, stopped meeting deadlines. And then I found somebody who was, who was really good, but then, um, at a really excellent video editor, um, she had also worked with Shalene Johnson. So, um, so I was like, wow, that's amazing. And she was really fantastic. But then she got this amazing opportunity to Mm. go like, um, I think it was like a apprentice with another video yeah. editor and really build her, her business. And so it was like great opportunity. Yeah. So I ended up like having a lot of turnover going that route. Yeah. And so I decided like, especially when I knew that these people in my network were um, potential fits to work with me and I already knew them, I already had a relationship with them. That's when um, I was, I felt like they would have, um, I don't know, just more, um, more ownership over, you know, what we're doing and building the yeah. business. But it's just like you giving way more cut out of your paycheck, out of your own like profit for hiring people in-house, like in, like in the U.S., yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they also stayed with me a lot longer. So each of those yeah. VAs, and I, and I can't say that that's, you know, always the case for hiring people in the Philippines, but at least that was the experience that I had, that yeah. they would work with me for like a few weeks sometimes, or maybe not even a few weeks. I mean, some, yeah. it was like, I mean, I hired them. We went through the whole process of like finding and vetting people and everything. And yeah. as I kept doing that over and over, it was very much slowing down the process. Yeah, then, no, I mean, I, I feel you. Like I had also a bad experience with some, some of the people that I hired from the philippines and stuff like that and um i hired i i also like have a lot of experience but i also i also found some good ones so that's like i'm i'm like I yeah know no, i know there are good ones out there i was just having frustration and finding them no yeah. matter how many times i would vet and go through yeah but no, my hiring process also changed a lot over the years and i feel yeah. like each time we refine it and get better and better and we're getting you know better at bringing on the right people nice so um, yeah, I want to talk to you about that as well, but, but regarding like building the, the agency side. So, um, so later on you got more work and you got more. So when you got more work, you got more, uh, people to work for you. How did you get more work? What was so your actually it was so initially in March of 2018 when I, when we decided, okay, we're, we've got our processes now let's grow this and hire mm-hmm. more people to help us. Um, I ended up putting out an email to my email list saying that we're hiring. And one of my students in my course saw the email and he said, wait, 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 you actually manage ads for people. He's like, Mm -hmm. I've been trying to go through your course, but I haven't been like, I haven't been able to get through it and implement it. So can we talk about you managing my ads? And so, and he, I mean, still, you know, here we are almost two years later, he's still one of, you know, a great client and we've had great success in working with him. So, um, 
So that's how um, he came on. Another client was a coaching client to start. We started working together in November of 2017, and he's still one of our best clients. Um, other clients have come through referrals. Um, so that client who's been with us almost two years now, mm -hmm. he's referred several people to us. And um, so really word of mouth. I've done a lot of podcast interviews. So that's something that in my network, um, and I saw early on that I enjoyed doing podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. So as I just as I, you know, dedicated myself to growing this business and getting the word out. And then in 2018, I really decided that I was going to put myself out there to do more podcast interviews. And so that's brought clients my way. Um, and then also this, well, this past year, 2019, I launched my own podcast. And yeah. so that's my piece of creating consistent content and building relationship with my listeners so that when they're ready to either learn Facebook ads themselves or outsource their ads, then hopefully, you know, my team and I are top of mind. Got it. So basically like the, the strategy was podcast, like guest podcasting, then opening your own podcast. Like that was like content in a podcast format. Yeah. And the goal wasn't necessarily to get more clients. The goal was just to put myself out there so that more yeah. people would hear my name and recognize my name. And I would continue to be kind of like the, the go-to when you think of Facebook ads that hopefully yeah. my name would come up because yeah. I actually started off kind of not very strategically, but it worked out very well. Um, looking back, it was a great strategy. It just wasn't intentional at the time yeah. that since I started in the personal finance space with my personal finance blog, that's where many of my first clients came from because I was well known in that space mm -hmm. and I became the go-to Facebook ads expert in that niche. But then yeah. I knew that I also, you know, wanted to eventually expand out of that niche, but starting with that niche, I mean, I became the go-to person for Facebook ads, um, learning Facebook ads and Facebook ads management um, nice. in that space. And so that really helped to skyrocket my business to have a fast growth in the first year and two. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense and it sounds great, like a, like a great strategy. I also um, kind of like with, was thinking about like how I can launch, the, the, like how I can gain momentum and get more clients so I can hire more people upfront because right now I already have like clients and I already have people working for me and I have like a team of two, three, I have about four designers working for me already. Like, so, and I have two more people in like invoices and finances and stuff like that. So basically I can say I have a team of like, you know, about six people already kind of like, you know, it's, but it's the thing that I never had a name for the studio operation and people came to me only word of mouth and I want to make it a process to bring in leads. You know, like I want to mm -hmm. already have and the biggest design blog in Israel. Like I have that, I have a name of like a design guru here in Israel. Um, it was crazy. Like, I, listen, man, like I was in Jerusalem, like with my, with my wife uh, a, a week ago and we we're just like walking down the street one night, like at the night. And, um, and then, I was actually there for a business as well. Like I was invited to give a design sprint workshop at like a two day design sprint workshop. I said, why not make it a business trip? Took my wife. We had a tour in Jerusalem. It was great. And then like at the evening, we're like walking in the market there, um, just like, you know, after dinner. And I was saying to myself, wow, that would be very cool if I have someone that's like in my online courses or in my community that would just like find me and know and identify me and call me out in the middle of like and I thought about it half an hour later I'm walking in the market in the middle of Jerusalem like 
and someone's like, is this Sagi? Is this Sagi? Sagi, Sagi. And like, it's going to be like, I'm in your online course, man. It's amazing. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh my God. This is, oh, this wow. So like, he identified me in the street. It was pretty, pretty crazy. So, um, so I'm pretty known here in Israel, which is amazing. The only thing is, um, I am with no strategy of how I'm bringing people into my business you know what i'm saying so in order to grow a big agency do you have any tips for that like besides like going on other people's podcasts do you guys have like i don't know a funnel mapped out or something like that so at this point um so we we have tested a funnel but we still need to like refine it um to bring in leads and so but that's something that's really on hold right now because our focus at least right now for the first part of this year is to really streamline things so that we can be more efficient and still keep our quality high so that our team members can take on more clients and um and then once we get to that point then we're going to figure out like the the funnel piece that's going to bring in those consistent leads another piece of that is that right now i'm the salesperson and the client facing person so i meet with each of my clients in all of our meetings to talk strategy and updates and how things are going Um, so yes so that's something that i'm going to be um, eventually hiring for and bringing somebody to meet with the clients and do that. And then also a salesperson. So that's all coming this year. So we want to really make sure that we're streamlining and we're getting into a great place where we can take on more clients and take them on successfully because, cool. you know, with service-based work, like you and I are in, you know, there's supply and demand. And if the supply is low, then you don't want to increase the demand. You need yeah. to, you know, get the supply increased right before you can really increase the demand so with that we just really want to be intentional we we so right now i mean i have a large network online i've been on a lot of podcasts and so right now our strategy is just you know if clients if you reach out to work with us then great then we'll talk and see if we're a great fit um but we also have a very um uh, a very specific vetting process because we've learned a lot over the past couple years about what type of clients are going to be a good fit to work with us mm. and then which type are just not quite ready yet to work yeah. with us. So we know that if the client, if the potential client has a path to profit, they've got already got a funnel or some kind of avenue to profit and their goal is profit from their Facebook ads and it's already working, then they're likely to be a good fit to work mm. with us. And also if they have the budget to work with us for both our fee and the ad spend. And so that's something where we've learned early on that if somebody doesn't have the budget to for the ad spend, then we're going to be limited in how much we can really produce, like what kind of results we can get for them. So that's where we've gotten more clear over the, the last couple of years. And we've put that also in our application process. So there's an application on my site that you fill out the form, you answer these questions about your business, about, you know, your path to profit. And then also you say in the form that you agree that you can take that, that, um, the, our starting fee, our starting rate, um, for our packages. So it's not, 
specifically what your package might be, but it's at least where package rates start. Um, and then also the ad spend that that's something that you can handle. And if somebody says no to that question, then we reach out to them to make sure like it wasn't, you know, a miss, you know, understanding yeah. or something or yeah. miss click of the button, but we have a conversation and then we talk to them that maybe the course might be a better fit with the group coaching. Um, yeah. So that's the way that it works right now. So we've really refined that process over time. Got it. So, I mean, it, you said a couple of things here. You said like, first of all, in order to work with you, you have, you have a, um, like a, a, an application form, right? So it's kind of mm -hmm. like, um, and I see on your site, you have, is that, a, is that a play button? You have a video of work yeah. with me, right? So why okay so before i ask why the video so i'm just like apply to work so the only way to apply to work with you is to file in an application um and like wait yeah to apply apply for an instagram ad service apply for facebook ad services so you have like application for each each one refers to a type form where you have to fill out the, the, the different things for in the type form it makes sense that not everybody could just like, hey, pick up the phone or call you or something. Um, and the video, why the video? So the video is because, I mean, I am the client facing person, I'm the face of the brand. And so I did the video to really kind of set that expectation that we're looking to partner with you. Um, but we also want to make sure that, that we're bringing in the right people. And so um, I think that people connect better with the video. And I'm not sure, you know, how many people watch the video, mm -hmm. but I think it's good to have the video so that they can feel that connection. Um, yep. and I, I created that video before I had the podcast. So that was something where, you know, if you, maybe you had heard me on a podcast episode. And so maybe you kind of felt a connection that way. But other than that, if you were just referred to me in a Facebook group or something, then, you know, you get to see the video, you get to, you know, hear from me yeah. about yeah. you know who's going to be a great fit for us no, it's awesome. together it's awesome. no it's awesome it's awesome so um re regarding your processes right now you, you have all kinds of processes can can you oh, tell yeah. me about about the processes and you know what matters most so i like what should i really like as a studio owner now like as, as a person building the agency what should i really you know make sure i have in place so you should absolutely make sure that you have processes for every step of the process. So, um, so we have an onboarding process. So when we get a new client, this is what we do. So for like, um, the admin stuff of setting up folders so that we can organize all of our client work and everything, um, all these specific documents that we use with our clients and then also internally. So we have a process around all of that stuff, but then also uh, we have checklists for each of our clients for each type of campaign that we work on. So if we're working with a launch client or an evergreen client, or we're driving traffic to monetize blog posts, we have separate checklists depending on what the goal is and working yeah. with a client so that we can be very clear on what information we need from them in order for us to get the ball rolling on our end. Um, so we have a clear onboarding process that details all of that. Uh, and then we have, you know, here's what to do when this happens. So here's how to set up a campaign. Here's how to brainstorm this type of campaign. Here's how to brainstorm okay. this type of campaign. Here's our kind of copywriting checklist for writing the longer copy versions for ads. Um, here's how we structure 
our internal documents for brainstorming um, the copywriting and the images and creatives for the ads. And so all of the doing, everything that's involved in doing, and then we have processes for checking and we have checklists for checking because everything gets another set of eyes, at least one other set of eyes on it before we hit go. Um, because we, again, quality is very important to us. We want to make sure that we're keeping the quality high. And then, um, then we have processes. So what happens when your ad gets rejected? So this is something we see more and more that is just kind of part of the deal when you're working with Facebook ads is that there's going to be a time when your ad gets rejected. And maybe it's something in the ad that isn't following the policies or maybe it's not and you just need to submit it to get a, a manual review. So all of those like kind of what if this happens situations, right. anytime something new happens, then we say, okay, let's make sure that's updated in our processes that we're clearly spelling that out, how we handle this situation. And then yeah. everybody knows Facebook changes all the time. And so, um, so our processes are always evolving and getting updated. And if there's something that we find that needs to be in the process that we haven't well documented, then I have a person on my team who's in charge of getting that done. Yeah. No, it's crazy. So you have people on the team that actually create the, the documentation of these things? Oh, yes. Yes. From day so one. That? So that first tire. The VA? Um, so, uh, so yeah, it started with the VA and now I have another person that takes that on. And so she's in charge of kind of just making sure that all of the processes are up to date. So we have ads team meetings every two weeks where mm -hmm. we talk about, okay, this came up or here's a new strategy that we tried with this client that might apply to your clients. So, um, we're always talking about strategy and what's changing because Facebook is changing all the time, yeah. um, how we're handling things. So with different features of Facebook, we might test this and say, this is how we're doing it right now. And then we might change our mind because we test something else and find that that works better. So we're always communicating that with our team. Nice. Nice. I mean, a lot of the things that for me, like starting the agency, I mean, they go and what you're talking about as well, they go back to like I'm, I used to manage a big team of designers in similar web in my, in the company that started that I worked at before I left my day job. So kind of like, and I interviewed directors of design and VPs of designs from Airbnb and Facebook and Intercom and all those places for my podcast back then. So that, that's how I learned a lot of these things. So it's kind of like makes sense. I'm like, just, I need to kind of like get the raw stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, um, but I'm already doing a lot of these things and I'm already documenting processes. Um, how are you, by the way, documenting the processes? So we use Google Docs, um, Google Docs. so to yeah. document, but then we also do Loom videos. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's easier to show rather than do like screenshots. You know, a lot of times it's easier to just record your screen and show this is where I click and this is what I do and I put yeah. it here and I do that. And so we do a combination of both and then we'll link to them in the Google Doc. And yeah. then we'll also link to related processes. So um, so mm -hmm. everything is linked and and constantly updated. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, and I know you... You has also an, an onboarding SOPs, right? For your client, for your um, yes. employees. Yes. So can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, for onboarding, I mean, so there's the, the admin side of things where we're setting up the folders and setting up the documents and then also what to communicate with the clients. So we have documents now that we've created that we send to our clients when they join, you know, start working with us. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, the, sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm at the employees, like when you get a new employee on the team. 
or when you get only oh, have a new team member. Yeah. Yes. So we have processes around that. So that involves the admin side to get there. Um, so we start off, we have kind of like a flat rate, um, uh, pay structure based on the clients that they're working with. But when somebody starts off and they're going through training, then we pay them hourly. So mm -hmm. I have my admin, um, my admin assistant, uh, create their time log and get them all set up with the contract um, and anything else to get them added to Asana. We use Asana for project management and then they get access to our email um, for the ads team. And so all of that stuff, then we have a process for that. And so our admin team person um, does all of that. And then our ads team person like manager will help get them trained and acclimated to the team. So your ads team manager will yes. just, so the manager is actually training them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're coming towards the end of the episode. Like, and I'm just like, I'm writing everything down. It's mostly about documenting the processes and making sure you have processes for everything. Cause once you have processes and you update them, then it's great. And putting team members in place. One thing that I was thinking about is like recently, because I'm, I'm like, leave it on me just wanting to name this studio operation as an agency and going out and doing it it's me kind of like already feeling overwhelmed by the amount of projects so i said i need to bring in maybe a project manager um yeah yep right i mean what would you recommend me to like who would you recommend me to hire first Oh, to hire first. Well, so if you, I mean, if you need people to do the work, then you need to make sure that you have enough people there, but a project manager definitely helps to keep all the balls in the air and make sure that nothing is getting dropped. So that's super helpful. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to say with the onboarding of an, of a new hire is that they get access to my course. And one of their first Mm -hmm. assignments is to go through the course because right. that is where I teach how to do Facebook ads. And so they need to have that basic foundation. And then of course, every client has their little nuances and quirks that, you know, this is how we do it for this client, but, um, they go through that. And so that's something that can also apply to you is as you bring on new designers to your team, that they should be going through your course. It's they, so that they learn from you exactly your approach to design and strategy. Right. I mean, my designers actually most, mostly come from my, my physical course. So I already have like mm -hmm. a full on oh, okay. course teaching everything. So they've already I know. gotten training. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of like in this like boot camp of like almost four months, like where I teach them everything, like also upfront yes. in Tel Aviv. So most of them, it's already a, I have a process for that. You know, I teach them first and then I take the stars and I bring them into the team. Like that's my strategy to yeah. bring new, new people in. Um, my lack of like, I really want to put a persistency on like a, a method to bring in new clients right now. Um, and I have also kind of like, I have a few things, you know me, I do always a lot of things at once. So yeah. also in the studio, I have a couple of things because I have like design sprints, which are kind of like one-time workshops that I do, which is kind of like the mm -hmm. whole UX mapping process. Like, you know, if you want to launch anything, I'm going to be there with you doing like a full on, a full week, like a four day workshop with you one-on-one. -on -one. It's like a high ticket. And then from there we go on retainer usually to build the actual like product. And then um, add the usual retainers, UI UX work, like product design for tech startups mostly. And then I have also websites for like completely different. Like it's mostly for entrepreneurs like me, like our NICU, like, you know, content creators. And that's like the website thing. And then based off of that, 
I have also people coming to me for coaching, checking out their designs, increasing them conversions by just having like a one hour call with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like one off kind of things. And I bet you have that as well, because I also have the online course and everything going on. But how do you how do you make sure everything like just like gets into your time to in the week? How do you plan? (laughs) You're you're very planned. Yes, I love to plan. I like to be, I like to make sure that we've got a plan to, you know, cover everything. So I'm very goal oriented, but then I also like to see how we're going to get there. Um, So with that, so one thing that I did is, so I started off with the private coaching, the one-on-one private coaching. And then with my course, I said, if you, if you take the course, then I'm going to have discounted smaller packages for my students at a discounted rate exclusively for students to get that time with me. So if you, so we have opportunities for them to jump on a group coaching call, jump in the hot seat and they get my feedback on their campaigns and their ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of people want the private communication, you know, they right. just don't want right. other people and they don't know who they are to be able to see their campaigns and what's going on. Yeah. And so I have those private coaching packages at a discounted rate. So that's kind of a benefit. So when somebody reaches out and says, Hey, I want you to teach me Facebook ads. And I point them to the course right now. And then I also say, if you're looking for a private coaching, then I have discounted rates there. So really right. it's way cheaper to go that route and you yeah. still get the help that you need, but it's a little bit more streamlined because you're going through the course. And so you have that foundation first. Yeah. So that's kind of how I handle that. So now I have much, far fewer coaching clients and people that reach out. And that's something that I decided when I did my website redesign, um, back in, when was it? 2018, I think, um, that, that was a piece of the business that since the agency was taking off and I still had the course and that's something where I really love focusing my time on is that I was cutting that part out. And only if people reached out and said, Hey, I want you to teach me Facebook ads. Will I, you know, talk to them about what that might look like if yeah. my schedule allows. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, um, so thinking about, so how much, by the way, how much of your pri- private coaching for your clients, for your, like for the students? Uh, for my students? Yeah. Um, I don't have that number memorized, but it's, um, so there's a package of a one, I believe it's a one hour session with me and then a package of three. And so mm. if you okay. get the package of three, it's more than the one, but it's also, you know, cheaper than if you were to do one, one, one. one so um, yeah, so it, it's, it's a much more discounted offer. Um, than the private coaching with me. And those are also the one-on-one private coaching. Those are larger packages because we need to, we have a whole lot more to cover if you haven't gone through the course. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. So, and you, by the way, you mentioned you have packages in your business for your clients. So you're kind of like packaging yes. the, the things that you offer. Um, and so like, do you have clients coming up to you and saying, well, I don't, I don't need a specific package. I want something custom tailor-made right? Do you, do you have those? So we kind of, we kind of went down that route a little bit, um, was trying to come up with more options for like, um, but what we've really found is that we know where our sweet spot is. And so if something is included in the package that you don't want, that's fine. That's totally fine, but that's still the package that you fall into. So whether you take advantage of every single thing that's within that package or not, you know, that's up to you. So, um, 
so that's kind of how, where we've landed with that. So we have different packages based on your different strategy. So we work with blogging clients where their goal is primarily to drive traffic to their monetized blog posts. And so that's one strategy. Then we have other, other clients where they're course creators, they're coaches, they have programs and the funnels. And so we're driving leads into their funnels. Like that's a primary goal is to help drive leads into the funnels and then help them make sales on the back end with retargeting. And so that's a different package and that's much more complex than driving traffic to a monetized blog post. So those packages start at higher rates. And then we also have launch client packages. So that's where there's a lot you know, with a big launch in a short amount of time. So that takes more resources for our team. And so we charge more for that as well. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. So, um, so now like we're coming towards the end of the conversation. Um, but any more tips for me that you think I should like consider or have in place now that I'm launching the agency? So I think, you know, one thing that I did really well um, at the beginning is once I started growing my team and documenting processes is I, you know, I trained my person how to do it, right? So she did coaching with me and then we were together in the ads manager setting up campaigns together, you know, working with our clients. And so she learned how I do things. What's my approach to adjusting budgets and all the little, you know, details that we need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And so then she took on the documentation side so Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to, because I knew it would take me forever. That's not my strong suit to make sure that I'm documenting things, but she's super detailed like that. So if you find somebody who understands your process, you know, to almost the same level as you do, and then can document it. And then all you need to do is just review and make sure like, yes, or, you know, oh, we might want to add this thing here. Um, you know, this little detail here. So then you can just be the editor of the processes initially um, instead of having to create them. And then also um, recording your screen a lot and being very clear. And you also want to make sure that you are being very clear, even if you think you're being clear, that it's not, that it's not easily misunderstood. So um, try to reduce the ambiguity um, in that. But clear communication is always, always super important across every part, every area of your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. Like I find that as well with my, with the people that are already working for me. It's like, it's crazy how much you can never be clear enough about things, you know, because some people just don't like you're you because you're you like, you, right. Um, do you hear the coyotes in the background? No, I don't. They're like, hey. <laughs> Um, it's like we're living near a field, so you don't see them, but it's like crazy. Um, so, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I got it down. Like I'm I pretty much, I know what I need to do. And, um, I thank you for your tips and it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really like, you know, determine what your main focus is right now. So is it in hiring more people or is it really refining your processes to make sure that the quality of your work is going to remain high, you know, as if you were the one doing it yourself. So for us, that's super important that we're like streamlining and making things more efficient right now before we focus on bringing on a whole bunch more clients that'll come later in the year. Yeah, I think like getting the people in place and then making processes and then bringing in the clients, I think would make a lot of sense to be prepared for bringing clients. On the other hand, you kind of need to fit the business with clients. Otherwise, I can't pay the people that I bring in. 
So it's kind of like a chicken and the right. egg. Kind so you've got to make, you got to make sure you've got enough clients, right. Yeah. That, that you, I mean, that you have something to train on and teach them, you know, when yeah. this comes up, we do this. So, right. yeah. So you definitely have to start off with a, with a client base, but really make sure that everything is streamlined and efficient before you go to the next level of scaling up. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Um, all right, cool. So yeah. Thank you so much, man, for this conversation. It's awesome. Um, I want to get into mindset with you as well, because like, we don't have time for that right now. Um, but I definitely like would love to maybe have a follow-up episode sometime. Um, sure. Just to talk about like mindset and, and raising families, working from home, all those things that are just around the business because it's going to be the, the, the main thing of the podcast in 2020. Um, and you were such, like you were the one with a really strong mindset when I was like in 2018, kind of like feeling down some areas and you're like, Sagi, it's like, you know, toughen up, man. Like, or, like you're, you're kind of like, and you also <laughs> called me up, like you called me out uh, a couple of times as well. So you're like, kind of like you had a strong mindset and I, I took a lot of inspiration out of that. So I would love to have a follow-up episode about that. Um, another excuse to catch up more. <laughs> sure. Of course. I would um, love to. Cool. Awesome. And um, before we go, just to anybody who would love to work with you, um, I know you have a starter kit for Facebook ads, uh, you know, and, and everything around your online schools and everything that they can find at monikalui.com. Um, and where, like the starter kit, does it have a specific URL or just like? A yes. Yeah. So, I mean, one specifically for your audience. So if you, you go to monikalui.com slash Sagi, then mm. you can grab the starter kit and it is free. It is, um, it's more than just a guide. It takes you through the six steps for creating campaigns that convert, but it also has a glossary and a checklist in there. So if you're brand new to Facebook ads, or if you think your ads could be performing better, then you might be missing one of the steps. So that's nice. where, um, it, it's supposed to, it, it helps you get started, but then also uh, improve what's already, you've already got going on. So that's monicalyway.com slash Siggy. Nice. All right. So I'll link that in the show notes and also spread it out on social media. So thank you so much, Mon. Really appreciate it. It was great catching up with you. Thank you for coming on the show. Always great to chat with you, Siggy. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. And if you like what you just saw, please consider subscribing down below and also clicking the notifications button. Subscriptions go a long way. It's your way of saying thank you. I want to hear more from you. So I would love to see you here subscribed and, and for me to be able to reach you with uh, other videos that I post here. Besides that, I would love to invite you to the community over on Facebook. It's the Creatorpreneurs community. So just go over to Facebook and search for Creatorpreneurs. I'll also link it here down in the show notes. And one last thing, I have a weekly newsletter coming out with books that I read and I recommend, with podcasts that I listen to, and with a personal note sharing my insights uh, for other creatives in order to build their business as a lifestyle business and uh, build their tribe. So if you are interested in that, you can also head on to the link in the show notes where you can subscribe to the weekly newsletter. Um, that's how I came up. I love newsletters. So I wish you tons of success with your journey and hope to see you again in the next video. Cheers. <laughs>